Uh, hey, what's up, you nerds? What's going on? Welcome back to Yellow Spandex. Today we're talking about all kinds of crazy crap. It, it, it returns. Too. It ends to yeah. to everything Disney Plus is doing. We're still talking about that because it's such big news. X Men mm-hmm. yep. and uh, Haley Steinfeld. Well, yeah, Haley's going to show Kate us Kate Bishop and the new Hawkeye show. Lots of stuff. Kate Bishop. That's right. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> on this episode, all of that coming at you right now. Hey, everybody. If you're new here, which is a good probability because uh, Podbean shouted us out. Yeah. You came in on the, one of the weirdest episodes we had. But uh, thanks for sticking around. <laughs> Sorry yeah. if you listened to that last one. I was like, wait a minute. Podbean is promoting us this week. Crap, that last one sounds awful. <laughs> we <laughs> you got like, to see us eat tacos when we thought we were going to have pizza. So It's true. That was good, too. I want to go back. There. I had it, those asada fries were amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely go back for that. Was I'd, a brick and flour? Yeah. Yeah. So those. that sounds like pizza, but I guess it, the brick and the flour was like in relation to tortillas, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I th- sounds like a pizza joint, right? I don't think that they even have tortillas. Honestly, they I mean, did. You, I mean, it was like guys, tacos and stuff. Yeah. You tacos. guys ate tacos or you ate I tacos. I had a taco, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, so we uh, just ate, so we're not eating on camera today. We're having some main W. <laughs> not sponsored but if you're it's listening delicious could be <laughs> it's not sponsored but it's delicious <laughs> yeah so actually we're off camera i don't know where we would necessarily start but off camera we were talking about how um Haley steinfeld might be kate bishop the new hawkeye yeah that'd be that's kind of cool like i guess there's not very much information about it mm-hmm. so far it's, now she's gonna be a marvel marvel badass well somebody and that's the tv show right yeah okay so someone had like put the the her like character from Transformers Bumblebee in with like the Kate Bishop thing and like I was like yeah I see it now mm-hmm. like, that does totally work I can see that yeah I don't mind I, I saw a lot of people angry about um, her not being the daughter that was actually the Russo's oh. daughter in the movie so is that the, what the story's supposed to be I don't know Hawkeye very well no is it supposed uh, to be Hawkeye's daughter no okay so what are they said about <laughs> they were just I don't know, <laughs> People that don't know the comics, they just don't, you know, they don't understand. They'll see it on the MCU and they'll be like, oh, that must be, you know, what's actually in real life, even though the MCU is very, vastly different sometimes. Because and other times not, but sometimes. Just because the daughter was getting like. Yeah, because he, yeah. Cause you kind of like, you know, she was cute. She was funny. Yeah. You know? She could still be part of it. Yeah. yeah. We don't know. I don't know. Who knows? There, there's a whole like, they're, they're introducing two things called what if and multiverse of madness. Right. Literally anything's going to be possible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm I'm liking this like living in a world where this the the series of movies we saw from Marvel will never happen again or at least for a while. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have another large uh, arc. I mean it, it looks like it's just going to be at least for the next couple years it's just going to be small movies not even I don't even think there's going to be an arc in between them. It's going to be hard to tell what's canon and what's not anymore. Well, well it's all going to be canon, right? For the movies. The movies yeah, are always movies. canon with each other. Yeah. Uh, well, all the MCU movies are. Well, mm. not if Hawkeye's daughter is someone else next time. But it's not. Plan- well, it's not. <laughs> she's not supposed to be. Kate Bishop is not Hawkeye's daughter. I was trying to confi- so, yeah. continue a joke. You guys took oh, it seriously. Sorry. I don't know if we showed it last time, but there's like little glimpses of the what if series. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Agent Carter is a uh, Captain. Have you seen any of the uh, pictures of that? Yeah. Like she was in the, the Captain Jack yeah. stuff. And then, uh, but uh, why can't I remember? Steve. Like he's in something. He's in a mech suit, right? Mm-hmm. He's like riding on top of like. Oh, weird! I didn't see that. The, the, it, it was interesting. It just creates a whole different world. Like Steve still ends up being a hero because that's his spirit. Yeah, you know and, he's got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else was there? Hmm. Um, 
I guess that's really only like Marvel stuff that's kind of since D23. There's a lot of Mortal Kombat movie news, and I know we talk about that every time here. I'm not going to bore you with it <laughs> because I don't know any of these other names either. So, uh, sure, it it might kind of be it might be cool. I'm looking forward to it, but also like going to be cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. because who knows? Um, hmm. But it, right now, it just seems like a whole lot of people that I either don't know or recognize maybe from one thing or like a Black Mirror episode. And uh, that's about it. So they're, they're putting something together over in Australia. Also, if you live in Australia and you're a cosplayer, this is a really good time to audition to be an extra because they're holding like auditions over there. And people of all types are like, because they just need a bunch of weird people in the background when all this stuff is happening. They just need people. Yeah. Get your grandma. Yeah. Well, no, they, they need like they need people that would be con- like trying to fight in the competition. Mm-hmm. So they just need a bunch of interesting looking people just like, you know, filling up the background. Could stuff, also so. be a grandma. Yeah. I mean, maybe she'd die first, but yeah. Like, <laughs> Unless she was like a Shaolin master. Exactly. <laughs> James Gunn was talking about the soundtrack for Suicide Squad and, okay. and other things that he's had. Like, and I, I, I just wanted to say, I, I, I put that in the thing because I, I love the fact that he's bringing back like soundtracks oh, yeah. to movies. With, like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I have the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks on vinyl just mm. for fun. I got, you know? the, I got the first cool. one on cassette. Yeah, just because cool. from the, so it's a cassette. From, uh, it, it was on Record Store Day. They had yeah. a special, yeah. See, and that's fun. Like, I love that he's bringing great music back. Mm-hmm. Not only just great music, uh, but, you know, music to movies in general. Because in the 90s, you know, soundtracks were huge. Yeah. I mean, they had Top Gun soundtrack. I mean, even in other, like, they had, not only did they have soundtracks, they had three versions. They had, like, one music that was in the movies. And then there was one that was, like, music that was inspired by the movie, which right. mm-hmm. might not even be in the movie. You're like, why is this even part? Mm-hmm. And then the third one's like, oh, this is the, the- theatrical score. score. And so, like, you could make, they could probably make a ton of money off of that, but they don't, nobody listens to that or buys that stuff nowadays. I remember the first mm-hmm. Tomb Raider movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it was either the first or the second one. I can't remember. They had the remix of Get Your Freak On by yeah. Missy Elliott with Nelly Furtado. It, ha- it was almost as big as the original Get Your Freak On. Yeah. But I remember that soundtrack was like, it was one of those that was half and half. It was like, there might have only been four songs in the movie, mm-hmm. and then they filled out the rest of the soundtrack with like Inspired By. Mm-hmm. But th- those used to be called like Music from and Inspired by Tomb Raider or whatever. <laughs> I remember having an argument about that with a friend. Uh, so, like, there was a, a friend I used to tour with, and we had a h- horrible falling out. But before this, like, his wife was even worse. And we were working with uh, someone who wrote novels, and she chose his song to, like, be the theme song to her novel, you know? And so the PR went and rolled out, and it was, like, inspired by blah, 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 book series, you know? And this dude's wife just could not be happy for anybody. He was just like, she, he wrote that song for me, not for that book. And like went on like a tirade on social media, like discounting any PR that was being done. He's like, this is not part of that book. I'm like, do you not understand what's inspired by? Like, it just, just it fits the theme. Mm-hmm. Like the author liked, like, people get, liked it. Didn't you get money for this? Just yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, it was like, I don't know. So I, I get it being like, oh, that wasn't like, part of the movie but it felt like it could have been you know um because once again it was more that it's kind of like playlist culture before playlists mm. like were around you know like i yeah. mean we could do mixtapes like we did mixtapes all the time oh yeah but as Off far the as radio mixtapes, yeah yeah so you have like a dj or like your mom yelling at you in the background or something mm. but like the 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 soundtracks were like a clean way of doing that so it's like music inspired by tomb raiders like i like big boob angelina jolie on the cover and most of the songs on the cd that works out for prepubescent or not pre- like college age rod. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I don't think I bought a soundtrack until CDs were out. Mm. I don't think I ever got one like on a tape. 
what got me into music was the soundtrack for Cocktail, I think it was. Ooh, because it had like all those like 50s mm-hmm. songs or whatever, you know, like Chuck Berry and a bunch of other things. I think that was, I think that was Cocktail. I could be wrong. Um, that was on CD or tape? No, it was on, that was on cassette. cassette. <laughs> this was back in like probably 87. I think the first soundtrack Actually, I got. No, I think about it. Yeah, go ahead. I think the first soundtrack I got on cassette was Simpsons Sing the Blues. <laughs> I, I remember I didn't actually get one. My brother gave me The Crow Ooh. soundtrack on tape. That'd be Good some one. Metal and everything else. Dark, deep guitar tone. That was a great soundtrack. I forget all the shit that was on there. It could be like industrial on it, too. I'm sure that was the about crow. the time, wasn't it? It's funny. We, we were talking a couple episodes ago. About the Street Fighter, the movie soundtrack. Oh yeah, I had like that. who was even on that? And I like looked. I'm like, this was actually a pretty dope rap soundtrack. Why was it rap? Sure, like it was. So I remember random. not liking it though. Yeah. Like I don't know what was on it, and I was into rap at the time. I just don't know. I just remember being like, this well, the, is boring. These were like <laughs> deep cut. Like with, besides maybe Ice Cube, they weren't really like mainstream. Like Far Side. Mm-hmm. I, I think people respect. I can't ever say that like. You could just throw some far side on in the club and like everybody would know what it is. Yeah. But like I, I don't know. It was just, it was interesting. It was like, huh. Whoever I don't know who put this soundtrack together, who decided this will be the motif <laughs> of this movie. This uh the Crow soundtrack has a ton of great stuff on here. About half of it is really good. The the Stone Temple Pilots, Nine Inch Nails, Rage Against yeah. the Machine, Violet Femmes, Helmet, Pantera, uh Helmet, man, I forgot about Dang. that. The Cure. That's, the Cure makes sense. Fits, all of that fits that <laughs> even, movie. Even if The Cure musically didn't sound right, they're like, we have to have it because of the dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And I, like, I, like, I like that helmet song, Milk, I, Milk Toast. Like, I think like Mortal Kombat, the movie and the game soundtrack, Like, I don't want to say it was the first because like, it probably wasn't, but like, it was the first in my mind or the mi- mainstream that like really made like the soundtrack. Like, That's the only context that song fit yeah. in, you know? Even yeah. though it became like a worldwide hit. Like an artist wouldn't necessarily just be able to release that without like that game. Yeah, you know, context. it wouldn't make any sense. The only reason that people like it is because it was in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but yeah. then it was like, oh, this is a catchy song. Yeah, like, no, I can forget it's it. Fun. It's fun. Like, but like, it feels just like we released now. We're like, we're gonna do this like mostly instrumental thing with a guy yelling over it. You know, like yeah. maybe I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I'd forgot because I think we'd said in, a, in an older pop podcast that you could order the CDs in in uh, when you got the game or whatever. It came with like, hey, send this yeah. in and we'll send you the CD. I've totally forgot about that. Killer Instinct, I think, had yeah. one too. Well, see, the Mortal Kombat one that you could order was a different one. That was music from the game. Yeah, and that's really hard to find nowadays. Oh yeah, uh, Think Geek actually did a vinyl release <laughs> of those, and I tried to get it, and it sold out in like three seconds. The remember, coolest stuff on Think Geek sells out real quick. I, there was a uh, Power. I can't remember which Power Rangers game it was, Nintendo or Sega or something. But I, the, the soundtrack on that game I loved so much that I remember dubbing onto a cassette tape and listening to it later, like mm-hmm. on my own time. <laughs> but, I used to, uh, you know, those little recorders for kids that has a little microphone you can hold the button in and record. Oh yeah. I uh, when X Men '92 was on the cartoon season, mm-hmm. uh, I would record the theme song every single week. So like, uh. <laughs> literally after about ten, you know, ten of them in a row, you know, it's like. I don't know. The, the song's maybe like a minute long or whatever. Yeah. So you got like 10 minutes of that song. And it'd stop and start again. And we'd just jump around like with fake car, playing cards. We're not throwing yeah. at each other. And my mom just got so pissed. She's like, what? Why is that song still going? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I just sat there every single week with that stupid microphone next to the television set, like recording. All right, it's coming up. We're going to record it one time. It's just Here on we go. repeat. Yeah. It's so funny. Since for Josh already knows, but for anybody that's new here and doesn't know, like Vincent actually did a collaboration with Nerd Sync mm-hmm. and Ron Wasserman, who wrote the X Men theme song. And you can go watch uh, our video on Nerd Sync and on our channel. I'll plug it in uh, both the the audio because we have, we do the podcast audio stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're new this week, and we also have like a video version on YouTube, so you can see our fun fun faces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll put the link in both of that's where you can and, go see their video. It's really great. I loved it. And yeah, he, it he tells a story a there about like how little he had. To make that song mm-hmm. so like if you're not a musician you might not be able to pick up that like that's not a real guitar on that song it's like a synth guitar I, actually all like the instruments are piano. synthetic mm-hmm. like it was all like a keyboard midi thing yeah and in in the so on our channel we have like the full interview with him that's not cut up into the nerd sync video you can see on there he talks about like all the equipment that he didn't have that he tried he actually sabotaged some stuff like he poured coke into a board try to get new stuff but when he was actually doing the x-men theme song he did like he had very little to work with he made it happen anyway and then because at the time they didn't know how big this the show and the song was going to be all the masters are gone like yeah. all they have are like archival stuff they don't have original sessions or anything they just had to record over it for the next project mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh it just i remember stories like because you know obviously all, you're not just the only like all of us like who grew up with that show like it whether we danced around to it or like we remember it to this day or both or whatever, it affected us heavily mm-hmm. and it's probably one of the most influential like pieces of pop culture music and he you know ron didn't have any excuses doing it he just he didn't even get credit for it yeah like haim saban who made the show his fake name shuki levy took credit for the song which was part of the contract so it wasn't like that shady but like mm-hmm. he just did it you know he made great music and it affected like a generation or more to come and like so i think of that like if you're like if you're watching and you're like a writer or a musician or an artist mm-hmm. whatever just fucking do it like don't make up all the reasons you can't do something because whatever you don't have, you know, like Ron did it with like a keyboard, some MIDI and some outdated equipment. And yep. they made one of the most classic theme songs it ever. Sounds, you know? It's still fun to this day. Like yeah. I listen to it and be like, dang, that sounds really good. It gets me pumped still yeah. whenever and I hear that song. Ron also did. So this is actually funny. On our last live stream on our KVC channel, we were like 90s one hit wonders. And someone was like, oh, the X-Men theme song. I was like, actually... Ron also wrote the Power Rangers theme song. <laughs> Same story though, very little equipment, yeah. and he sang and the Saban. demo. And he he was he was like off pitch mm-hmm. for a lot of it. And you go back and actually listen to it now, you'll hear it. But like when we were growing up, you associate with so many good things. Mm. You're not really paying attention to that. There's story. a lot of stuff though, even in the '90s when we when pitch correction like today, because I work in the music industry, pitch correction is so easy, at least for mm. decent singers. In the in the nineties, even there there's stuff that like just makes me cringe. Like I'll listen to stuff that played on the radio, oh. and you're like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. how did that get past anybody?" There's just this, that weird <clears throat> feeling of you know being a kid listening to the Power Rangers theme song, hearing the vocals and the and the lyrics, and then you know the show comes on, having that like distinct memory of the song, and then meeting Ron. And him telling us the story, that was like the, I was like, whoa. Yeah, and he's a cool dude. You'll see all this stuff in the video. That was weird. It's fun. You should really watch it. Yeah, I'm going to try to keep it as general as I can because people know who we hang out with. And I don't want to like, <sighs> like call out someone. Why don't you Some, just at me? Huh? Yeah. I don't want to <sighs> call out someone directly, but the situation was hilarious to me. So as most people know, on my birthday, like we laid low. Like I just wanted to like go out and drink. We saw The Matrix, which is a... We can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. That still stands up. Holy moly. Yeah. Um, we saw the Matrix in theaters. That was cool. 
Um, but then like late, we ended up at a, like one of my favorite, like little bars in LA and hung out with uh, some people that we kind of bumped into that were friends. And then, um, so we'll just call it this way. There's, there's one person that like is up and coming, but I couldn't say like, is like a household name. Like just somebody that's like working their way towards like more stuff. Then there's someone else who you might not know them, but they have done a significant amount of stuff in Hollywood. Like like big projects, you would know all of the projects they worked on. And talking to the friend that's like the success story, the latter one, and it was like, yeah, man, we're just like working hard. There's a couple projects we can't really talk about right now, but we're just pushing through. And then he was like, that's how you do it. You work hard. And that's the thing that makes the difference. You know, it's, a, it's an assumption that you have the talent, but you got to work hard. And that's what stand, makes you stand out. Then our other friend who's still like not quite there was like, he's like, that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, <laughs> like if that were the case, then these friends of mine that are working hard, like they would be making and stuff like that's, that's completely bullshit. And I was like, okay, well, nobody's listening to you anymore because this other guy's like way more successful than you. <laughs> um, and also like this person that was like successful was like, but he didn't say if they had talent, <laughs> you know, but also that might not even be it. Maybe they do have talent. They're working hard. They're just not there yet. You know, yeah. like it was funny because I'd heard of this from this one particular friend so many times. He's like background noise now, you know, like working hard. It isn't the key. And like, what? I, that, that's literally what they said. They're like working hard makes no difference at all. I was like, okay, so you're going to be a lazy ass and well, just they, not <laughs> their thing is like, it's completely accidental. Like it's all luck. Any success is <laughs> oh, luck. That's gosh. the thing we hear from them all the time. Meanwhile, we have this person over here who's won like several awards, worked on a lot of gigantic projects that I'm almost, if you live in America, you'd know, and he was like, no, man, working hard. That's how you get it. And stuff was like, I don't really know who I'm going to listen to here. Yeah. So, you know, like, what do you I'd think? say maybe like giant quick success might have a mm-hmm. little bit of luck in it, like, or probably maybe even the large amount of luck in it. But if you're not up to that par, mm-hmm. whatever magical moment that you run into that propels mm-hmm. you, if you're not good at that point or at least decent at that point, there's no way that that thing's going to take you off. They're going to be people like, oh, look at that crap. No that's, thanks. I'm not stepping in it. It's a good assumption. That's yeah. uh, actually uh, some professors of ours in college, uh, Mike and Ani Johnson. Mm-hmm. So like Ani, who's she was uh, teaching music business at the time we were there. She was like, it's one thing to get your big break. And it's a whole other thing to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you just need to be ready as early as possible. And you just got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Yeah. Because that moment, like, could happen anytime, you know. So I don't I don't know. Like, I don't know if we got this tangent. But, like, if you needed a kick in the butt and you're working on something creative, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could steer it back. I mean, was it James Gunn was working on like what Scooby Doo and whatnot oh, yeah. at the beginning of it, you know? Or there's even uh, Josh Trank who you know did the you know did that awful Fantastic the, Four movie, the but like, stick. but the thing is, he got that because he had you know worked really hard and done mm-hmm. a bunch of like smaller like you know videos that came out and he just worked hard, hard, hard. I can't remember the the name of the director, but I think he only did a few things before that Spider Man movie. So I mean, you're working That's hard, right. you do well, like. I think the the MCU Spider-Man movies, yeah. I think they said he'd only done like two other movies or something yeah. like that. That's crazy. They just saw, like they were like, that's all there. Like, yeah. They're, you know. Yeah. It's nuts. But uh, oh, actually the MCU has been pretty good at that. Like even like Taika Waititi. Yeah. Like, same thing. He's not necessarily a new director. No. But Ragnarok had been the biggest film he'd worked on to that point. Like, For sure, I think. Because I think he's an in, he was an indie filmmaker before then. Yeah. But like he's just good at what he did, you know, like um, he showed up. Actually, going back to our friend Atomic Mari, her slogan is "Show up, don't be an asshole." <laughs> yeah, it's all ticks. And then there is there is luck involved, but you're not in control of that. You are in control yeah. of either showing up or being an asshole. So you can like do control what you can. You know, like you're helping your luck by doing those two things: mm-hmm. showing up 
and not being asked. What's an the asshole. what's the uh, millennial serenity prayer? It's like God grant me coffee for the things I can change and wine for the things I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so back to comics. Um, we had this week. I think uh, have you guys ever seen uh, Tank Girl? Yeah. No. There's this movie, and I think you'd love it. Okay. It's in the, from 1995. It's actually based on a comic, uh, but it's called Tank Girl, and it is awesome and it's hilarious and it's definitely. It's definitely a '90s movie, <laughs> but uh, I love '90s action movies. Yeah, though, so it's it's fun. I and can't, it's, remember, I can't remember her name. name. Yeah, um, I think she was in not Biodome, but another one of those other movies. I think in the Army now with Pauly Shore or whatever. She's in a bunch okay. of stuff in the '90s. But anyway, she's hilarious. The movie was hilarious. They're actually redoing that with Margot Robbie. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. that's gonna be cool. I love Margot Robbie. I do. It just. At the same time, I know that everything nowadays is kind of being redone just because if you have something older or whether it's a comic book or whatever it else, yeah. they're redoing it because it already has a built-in fan base. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad because <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, you should just watch that movie from 1995. It's still yeah. great. It's still funny. Lori Petty is, I don't the, know who that is. is the girl's name. I think if you saw her, you'd know who okay. she was. Speaking of Margot Robbie, though, uh, we saw a little teaser for Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Like, It looks like they were like, Let's take Suicide Squad, but the best part. <laughs> it was it was Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. And yeah. Like, I guess, was it Poison Ivy that's also going to be in there or something? I don't know yet. I haven't seen it. Is this a preview? What is this? Um, so Birds of Prey is like Harley Quinn and like female villains. And we so we went to see It, um, Chapter 2. Which, um, oh, if I was going to talk about that this week. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I wanted oh, to. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> if, so well, I guess we'll talk about it next week. Um, oh, it's fine. I'm not going to watch it because it's too scary. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so here's a little tidbit. If you're going to go see it, Chapter 2, a couple things you should know. A, no liquids because it's like three hours long. Dang. I think it's either almost as long as Endgame or like not very far. Like it, it's, it's pretty long. Like it could have easily been a three-part movie instead of a two-part. And I guess they were just like wrapping it up right now, you know? Um but uh, right before that, they showed like a teaser that looked like it was funny. It was it definitely set the tone for what Birds of Prey was going to probably be like. The it, the it started off looking like the beginning of It Chapter Two, mm-hmm. like the Warner Brothers logo, the balloons, and then the, you see, see this baseball bat pop one of the balloons. It's Harley Quinn. She's like, I hate clowns. Oh gosh! And, and I was like, this is going to be good, and and then it goes into like just like really fast vignettes of like the movie. So I couldn't even see, say who I saw. Yeah. And it, we're just going to think birds of prey like, yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be cool. It looked cool. Um, but I just thought it was funny. They were like, Oh, here it starts. Here it goes. And then she's like, Hey, look, <laughs> yeah. Two this hours and 50 Petty. minutes. Oh, she, I think, it's, she's okay. actually from a league of their own. Like the main, that's girl. where I recognize her from. Yeah. She's in a bunch of stuff in the nineties. Yeah. 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 Then it actually, for, I'd never read the book from what I heard though, stayed pretty close to the book, except for the cosmic turtle. But there were still like turtle references oh, yeah? throughout. But like it like uh it opens up with so I read some I said I don't want to spoil it too much. I don't know, we can I think so, we should spoil it. I think well, if you're not <laughs> if if you want to watch this movie, you've already seen it. Or yeah. you can pause it or skip. Well, also, I guess the story the story doesn't change that much from like the T V series and mm. all the other things you've seen, you know? So the thing that I saw some criticisms of was that it opened up with um, a gay couple getting beaten to death and murdered. Whoa. And people were like, oh, that was just inserted because of millennial things. Turns out that was the original opening to the novel. Like, yeah. that's how the book starts. Mm. Um, and it's pretty gruesome, and it's really hard to watch. I saw, like, uh, one film critic who, um, 
he and his husband said that they almost left in the beginning because it was like too much to take in because it, it was this couple that was like, you know, Derry, Maine is like, you know, typical like small town. Yeah. So this couple, they're not being like overtly gross or anything. They're just being a couple in like an affair. And I think they might like kiss briefly or something. And this group of teenagers is just not having it. I will say they did kind of like go on the far end of like depicting these like hateful teenagers because like <laughs> they're like toothless, like acne, <laughs> like like oh, you're yeah. getting out of here. Like, I oh, swear the little so one was funny. a girl. I don't know, which is even funnier. Which like, is even because, more so, effed up. So uh, anyway, this is really so. so if, that and like some other scenes that happened at the beginning of the movie, outside of the actual horror of Pennywise, are just dark like topics yeah. of like domestic topics there's that there's like spousal beating and mm-hmm. stuff there's um very graphic suicide like yeah it it, it just kind of gets into like the like the dark sides of like before the horror movie even starts um and i mean i guess the is there a reason for it does it play so into the plot a, a little <laughs> bit so well kind of, yeah actually it does a lot so at the beginning i didn't quite get it well so the the gay couple being beaten to death at the beginning was the reintroduced pennywise because um the kids throw him into the river after they beat him to death mm. and pennywise like eats him and that's yeah. the reintroduction of pennywise like wakes up pennywise you know, like the, i guess the blood in the water gets him, you know? gets him out of the water um, and eats him <laughs> so the and then the, the, so the spousal abuse all this other stuff what i uh what i understand at the end of the movie and after also watching some stuff about the book, because I think it's because the book is so big, mm-hmm. there's like details that would have been helpful to have known in the thing. And like, they're not missing from the movie. It's just that little things that you could probably conjecture, but like they actually say in the book. Mm-hmm. So whenever Pennywise like, like awakens, it kind of just awakens like hate in general. Mm-hmm. And so like the sequence of like all these horrific events happening is kind of like, how the main characters are like figuring out like he's awake again and stuff because it kind of reawakens like the worst parts of everybody the so if hatred. like so if people were kind of like homophobic in that city then they're like violently you know and mm. if a uh, husband is like kind of like not a good husband then he becomes like like a wife beater literally you know like and stuff like i love the guy that <clears throat> plays pennywise too in both of them bill skarsgård that dude from like what Gotham or whatever, or he's a, he's a TV guy. I don't know. Most people know his dad and his brother. Yeah, yeah. this is his first big role. I wonder. But Gotham sounds right though, something like that. Yeah. What's wild about him is that um, I watched this afterwards. I was trying to figure out like if he actually had this or not. So if you ever see Pennywise, the new one, mm-hmm. like one eye is always looking off like in a different direction. And they said that the idea is that there's always one eye on the characters and one eye looking at the audience. Oh, weird. And then his lip is shaped weird, you know, like yeah. the thing. None of that is makeup or CG. Like he's able to do that with his lip. That's why he got cast. He went to the audition. He did the weird thing with his lip and, and they were like, oh, like, <laughs> and he does it on Conan. You can go watch yeah, clips he, of Conan. He looks almost like Pennywise in general. Yeah. Like you look at the guy's face, you're like, oh, yeah. oh ooh, so that he does is kind of, he does the thing with his eyes. lip. And they didn't even know the thing about the eye. I guess they said the director, when they did the scene, they're like, okay, so in post, we're going to make your eye look like this. So just pick a direction and then make that consistent for the other scenes. And he's like, oh, you mean like this? And he's like, ah! And then they, they're like, they didn't have to CG it. He just does it on command. And like, so he was in Atomic Blonde. Okay. He was also in Castle Rock, which is, I guess, a TV, TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great, though. Like, Isn't Castle Rock part of... The he was part of the Divergent universe? series. I don't know. Uh, I think it's part of like I think Castle Rock is a 
it's like an Amazon thing or like a gosh, what's who's the writer of this? Uh, uh, Stephen King. Stephen King. Gosh, my brain. Uh, Stephen King also has a cameo in it, very like Stanley esque. Oh, he's also in uh, I think Deadpool too. This Castle Rock TV show, I think, is like the universe that all of his books live in, with the exception oh, of a okay. couple of them or something. So, yeah, Bill Skarsgård, he was briefly in Deadpool too. He was part of the X Force for the five seconds they were in that movie. Yeah, he was, was the guy that spits? Acid guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is. He definitely like the kids are great. The adult Bill Hader, holy crap, he was like, hilarious. He steps up his game. And James kills so, me every time. Matt I think Bill Hader is a killer actor in so, general. Like, so Bill Hader plays the older version of uh, Finn Wolfhart, mm-hmm. who the, the kid from Stranger Things. And man, their castings for all the older versions are like right on. Yeah, yeah it was great. Bill Hader was on, uh, I watched an interview with him about that. He's like, he didn't even uh, like go out to try out for that movie. Uh, Finn was, was asked in an interview, who would you like someone to play you as older? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I think Bill Hader should. That, he's, he'd be perfect. And he's like, oh, that's cute. And then like the next day is like, ring, ring, ring. Hey, would you like to come in to try out for this? Oh, that's like, awesome. What? That's, that's so funny. so funny. He actually like, so when all these kids grow up, they all have different like success stories. They've all become successful in whatever their <laughs> respective fields are. Mm. And so Bill Hader's character becomes like a stand-up comedian. Mm. Um, and it's a great premise. I don't know if he was that in the book. I think he was like an L.A. radio DJ in the book. But either way, that character or a stand-up comedian is a perfect reason for him to be a smart-ass throughout the entire yeah. movie. Um, they also threw in some new surprises with the characters, which that's the one part I won't spoil. Go watch the movie and see. Because something nice they play with is that Pennywise is all-knowing. Mm-hmm. So he fucks around with like your like deepest insecurities and worst fears and stuff. And so everybody has something and bills, I think was one of the better, like the more surprising reveals and stuff. And you can, most adults can figure out like halfway into the movie, but it was like an interesting thing to see like Pennywise kind of mess with them. Cause you're like, is, is that the problem? I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> um, because something else that I didn't know until I saw a synopsis of the book was the reasons Pennywise messes around with everybody is because flesh tastes better when there's fear in it. Wow. Hmm. So that's why he like scares everybody with the worst. What do you say? Like fear is the seasoning or something? I don't know. I just so. remember being really stressed out after the movie. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Because, uh, I mean, it's a long movie, two, hour, two hours and 50 minutes, but there's like ups and downs of intensity. Mm-hmm. So like you're, you feel like you ran a marathon or something afterward. It's crazy. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm going to like admit I'm a horrible person to watch horror movies with <laughs> because... For some reason, horror doesn't affect me in the way that's intended. Like, very rarely am I just like, oh, my God, I'm scared. I'm just laughing a lot because mm-hmm. the uh, suspension of disbelief hasn't happened for me in the horror thing. Maybe it's because it's so far into the scary territory. I just <laughs> yeah. know it's not real. And so I'm laughing at most horror movies anyway. And this one, like, had super horrific scenes, but also, like, comedic horrific scenes. Yeah. I heard it's really funny. That they tried to throw comedy into. And so my brain can't make the difference. And the lady next to me, the poor woman, like, was just like, he's laughing at everything. I was like, I know. I'm sorry. Like, it's just that happened. That was super messed up. And that's my reaction. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't handle scary movies just because I have nightmares afterwards. It'll be like running away from things. Like, zomb- mm. I used to love zombie movies, but I couldn't watch them anymore because I would literally wake up with my heart racing because I'm running away from them in my dreams. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to have, you know, That's horrible, sucks. yeah, like night- nightmares for like, you know, a week like after I watch it. Like, what the heck? I like these, but whatever. You know, I, like, the- I like good horror movies, but mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the genre of awful 
<laughs> movies yeah. in general. You know, the, the thing about this movie to me, and somebody who actually knows horror would probably be able to pick it apart differently, but like for me, instead of being like a psychological horror, because I think we're all used to like the Pennywise and Freddy Krueger's mm-hmm. concept, you know, like yeah. exploring. So to an extent, most of us are somewhat immune to that idea. The horror for me came into the actual visual designs yeah. of things. So like Pennywise obviously is like disturbing just because Bill Skarsgård like knocks it out of the park. But like there's times when these little creatures appear and stuff. No explanation of why they look the way they do. Like someone, uh, the beginning scene of the Chinese restaurant, you'll see it when you see the movie. I can't even describe them to spoil. But someone like described them as like uh, weird demonic Pokemon babies. <laughs> and I was like, that's probably the best I can do right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's super horrifying but I can't tell you exactly why. It's just the way they look and they sound and everything. Whoever did the creature design, it's like phenomenal. Yeah. Like that was the part that was scary to me. I was like, yeah, that thing crawled across the table. Like I'd be freaking out. Mm-hmm. Like there it's just some weird looking things going on. <laughs> I mean, all through the movies, just some weird, weird crap. <laughs> yeah. Like some of it was funny because of how weird it was really. But well, like other- horror movies, they'll take stuff that, you know, it's probably ingrained in us as human beings to to look because like like uh, one of the things with us as humans like we see faces in everything mm-hmm. uh, like our eyes and our brain just go that's a face no matter what it is it could be something that someone colored on a wall but uh, so just the way that we think we we take information in and if it's not like if something's not walking the right way that creeps you out you're like mm-hmm. what is that and yeah. so like horror movies play on that crap all the time that's like kids stuff like when they sing creepy creepy songs and <laughs> like do things that kids don't do you know it's just kid that's one of the reasons like cre- kids and old people are really creepy in in horror Scary movies. movies yeah this has I hate, both i hate the, the kid thing it freaks me out every time yeah most people probably saw in the trailer there's like an old lady yeah that is clearly pennywise but the character doesn't know it. Um, Jessica Chastain doesn't know it, you mm. know. And that wasn't just for the trailer. There's like a full like ten seconds. She just stares creepily at Jessica Chastain, like, like you know, to the point where it's funny. Like other people start laughing. It's like I'm not the only one. What really sucked me into the movie the most though was uh, the lore of Pennywise. Yeah, that's I don't, cool. I don't want to. Yeah, I won't spoil all that, but. Because I want you guys to pay for it. I want you guys to go see it, <laughs> spend some money to watch it. Because it was it was a good movie. It was really good. They did get. They did dive into like I see. I didn't know before. I might have seen a little bit of it in the TV series when it was out when we were kids, but I don't remember this part. But there's a whole Native American lore to Pennywise. Oh yeah. And like, I don't know if they addressed this in the other TV show, um, or like if this is uh, newer information or feels from the book or whatever. But in my head, Pennywise has always been around since like the 1800s because of the, the clown and everything. Mm-hmm. But according to this, he's been around since before existence on Earth. It was like, yeah, I thought it was an alien. Yeah. Yes, that, that, that was the very thing. Close. It was a meteor. Mm. Thing, and the reason like, he shows know. up as a clown, there's a reason for that too. Like the human, that's how we see it. He, well, he he like he killed the original Pennywise to take mm-hmm. over his form, um, and they the kind of like thinking is that he discovered that it's like the kids are the easiest to scare, and so he like uh, he took something that kids trust to like lure them in and then mm. could scare them with or whatever. It's cool how it's all on the on what you perceive yeah. is where the power is. That mm. was an interesting concept. Like each person had a different view of Pennywise. Well, like if you're afraid of him then he's more he's powerful. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're if you tell if you you know say you're a little piece of crap or whatever, then you're stronger than Pennywise. It's all the mental 
Mm-hmm. I will say, uh, you could probably watch this because you're not going to see the movie. Yeah. But don't watch, you should go, you should watch Pitch Meeting on Screen Rant. Does a great It Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. But don't watch that before you see the movie because it'll definitely spoil the ending for you. Yeah. Because there are a couple twists. But the their analyzation of it is hilarious and kind of terrifying. <laughs> and I kind of agree with it because I left the movie, I'm like, I get the horror of the movie. But I feel like the moral of the story is not something that we should be teaching people. I know. <laughs> and, and then the pitch meeting did that exact. They were like, oh, then the movie's going to end like this. And he's like, oh, wow, that's a big yikes for me. I'm like, yeah, he was it too. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It had, had to do with some like touchy, like real life issues. Mm. Like, so like, okay. I'm trying to think of what the closest thing to comics would be to like the story of it. Comics? Hmm. Like what character in comics would be similar to it? Was Freddy Krueger a comic book? <laughs> I'm sure at some point in time. Joker? Yeah, I guess Joker. Yeah. <laughs> he's not all-knowing. He's not a demon. But, no. You know, he's... I'll have to think about now. that, because there's probably is something Actually, that's a good segue. Relative to that. The, the final Joker trailer released, yeah. oh. and, and people have been seeing the movie, like early screenings yeah. and stuff. We haven't yet. We both haven't pursued it or gotten asked, so supposedly though like the best thing that's happened so far like everyone who's seen it says it's been incredible and the one continuous critique i see of it is that they're afraid that it like glamour like it makes um bad people too relatable mm-hmm. like i don't know what the joker exactly does in the movie but they gave an example of like they don't want people to feel sympathetic for a rapist because their mother tra- like treated them badly or whatever yeah. and i was like i get that that's kind of similar thing to what i thought about it but at the same time, like, wow, that must be a really good movie if you feel sympathetic for that person, yeah. you know? Um, I don't know. I'm also wondering if that means it doesn't connect to Batman in the way we think it does. I don't know, you know? I don't think it's going to connect, connect. It's just supposed mm-hmm. to be like an art movie about the Joker. Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> I'm not a fan of any kind of... Uh, I'm not a fan of like origin stories like that. Like, hey, let's mm-hmm. let this lay this out for you perfectly for you. Like, it's definitely an art piece, and it's definitely like I feel like it's low, low lying fruit for DC to get some more money back in there because mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody knows the Joker. I will say, uh, our friend Ruthann brought up a good point because Ruthann's been like had quite a couple of years, and not not in a great way for the most part, and part of it's been like um, uh, she was like attacked at the gas station, like all the stuff, like. Mm. Um, and had like car wrecks and stuff and like she was she even said like i like the idea of the movie but like she doesn't know if she can stomach seeing it because like right now with the way like the world and like her life has been going she wants to see like wonder woman want to be fucking wonder woman and she wants to see like captain marvel be like i'm a superhero yeah let's do this you know like <laughs> yeah and then the fight sequences to no doubt like that that's the movie we want to see now you know she said she was like when you know when you were a kid you're like ah oh, superman he's cool but you know he's too he's too happy and like now you have like 14 like dark Batmans. You're like, I just want to see some light. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> well, that's the problem. Like everybody, that dark night hit so hard. That everybody loved it. And then, you know, places like Warner Brothers, like that made money. Let's do all of that. And mm-hmm. so like then even Sony is like, Spider-Man needs to be darker. I'm like, Great. no. I'm really happy that the Dark Knight series exists. Yeah. But I feel like that's the last time we'll see Batman like that. Because <laughs> like when people try to recreate what yeah. Christopher Nolan did, you know, it was like, mm. but see, it's the same with Hollywood. And then this happens in YouTube and stuff. People miss the point of like why something worked. 
it didn't necessarily work just because it was dark. It exactly. worked because it was different. Yeah. So and it was doing, fresh. doing more of the same is going against the original thing that made it great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It worked because that character works as a dark character. I mean, just mm. the, the Dark Knight in general. Like it's it, good casting, too. That's why a Superman movie is just so... It's so dark and weird. Like, it's got a weird, like, LUT on it or something. Like, where even one bright. dark... Even one dark Superman movie done well would have been maybe pretty cool, depending yeah. on the writing. Depending on what you're doing, But yeah. a universe of dark Superman is, like, so much... Yeah. Like, that no one wanted. He's supposed just, to be, like, hope and light. <laughs> weird. I can't believe they screwed up their, their two, like, top heroes, though. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. only reason they didn't screw up Wonder Woman is because she refused... Like, Patty, they refused to go with... Patty Jenkins refused to be... She was like, w- you know, you're good. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know if we ever said it on this podcast, but like uh, Vince and I were at the Wonder Woman premiere and like the pre-party with Patty Jenkins, and someone somebody asked like, "Were you worried about like messing this up?" And she's like, she was very diplomatic. She was like, "Not to like diss on anybody else, but like, has there ever been a Halloween that you haven't had a Spider-Man, Batman, or Wonder Woman come to your door?" He's like, "This is a holy trinity. You can't mess it up unless you aggressively try to." Mm-hmm. This is like all I had to do was take a character that has fifty years of history, and do that. <laughs> and, it's serious, and she did it. You know, and I went into that movie being like, I don't like Gal Gadot, I don't like this or that, and I was same. like, oh, this is not a bad movie. This is actually fun. Like the third act, a little. Um, that's the same. Yeah, but the first two fun. acts were good enough. The third act was fine. That's yeah. But that's <laughs> all I'll say about that. I didn't like the ending, but the, everything else was great. Yeah. I think that the, the my thing was like I I mean me personally like at the no man's land scene I was bawling and I don't think I emotionally recovered by the time the movie was over so I probably just like missed like the cheesiness of the whole third act you know I was yeah. just like how oh, she stood up and then like the soldiers did that. I was like <laughs> I just wanted to smack that mustache off of what's his face <laughs> he does the have a beautiful star. mustache Adam or whatever the hell his name was <laughs> I don't know yeah the physics of that scene doesn't work as well I think either Screen Rant or Honest Trailers did a whole breakdown like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I was like, uh, oh well. We got a superhero yeah. that wants to be a superhero. That's cool. Gal Gadot. Like, does she fly or does it. she not fly? What's her powers again yeah. at this even, point? You know, even like, in Justice League, her scenes were amazing. Like, Hers were the best, killed. best parts of it. Yeah. Honestly, I liked Superman in that movie too. There's that scene where Flash tries to get around oh. him and you see hey. Superman's eyes that was fun. In super speed, look at him. <laughs> you should see some like, of the behind the scenes Whoa. of that. You should see some of the behind the scenes of that flash stuff. Like, it's hilarious the way the goofy way he's running. Like, he, I don't know if he's trying to do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> yeah. he, he's a yeah, so stringy looking guy. That's something that made Justice League worse was that there was these glimpses of hope that they yeah. could like, like, there was a scene where Flash is like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, he's a kid. You know, he's never been a superhero before, and he's working with these, like, literally, like, a god. Veterans. You know, and, mm-hmm. like, two big-time superheroes, you know? And they're, he, what, Batman like, looks at him, he's like, save one person. Yeah. I was like, that was a really cool moment. Yeah. Like, a very, like, heartfelt, cool moment. He does it, and then he gets addicted to it. You kind of see it keep going and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoever wrote that scene, either they need to write the whole movie, or if that person also wrote the rest of the movie, needs to, like, tap into whatever they were smoking at that point. <laughs> like, to do the rest of the movie like that. Yeah. I like I almost want them to just continue finishing their universe. Like even if it's going to suck hardcore like it yeah. like j- just I mean, to see it fleshed out. I mean I think now it's just going to be like Aquaman and Wonder Woman and vaguely relative universes, you know. Yeah. I just wanted to see Darkseid. You didn't get to see him. I mean you got yeah. some weird that that CGI man. Oof. 
and was, oh, for Steppenwolf. Yeah, for Steppenwolf, it was just See, awful. I, I even thought it was fine for Steppenwolf, but it was cool uh, battle scenes. So like, I liked dark all the, the battle entire scenes. Time, though, like, I know, just, yeah. And then well, Aquaman didn't go to yeah, Atlantis. I <laughs> did, and to, then to didn't. protect the mother box. Oh, that was man. a cool scene with Batman though on the roof with that other cop or whatever. No, it was like a he wasn't a cop. Commissioner was Gordon. Like, no, it was uh, Batman and he and uh, I guess like a thief. Yeah, it was a thief. Yeah, and um, one of those bug things flies up and Batman shoots like an electric net at it or whatever to get it to stick to the wall, mm. and it ends up like d- incinerating itself or like mm-hmm. combusting from the inside. Yeah, those are they're, those are parademons. Parademons. They're actually, uh, depending on what part you know, what canon you're, you're reading, they're actually. People that they have conquered and kind of turned into those nasty things. Ooh, it's like it's uh, like Darmamu. Yeah, the was it like, like the nothing? What are those people called? Like when Darmamu took in, they look like and they had the blank faces. Oh yeah, I uh, mindless or, like yeah. or, or the um, speechless or so the, it was like some word like that. Mild transition. So speaking of like dark movies and stuff, I mentioned earlier like we saw the Matrix in theaters, and not only does the story hold up, but like visually. Sure, there's some grainy scenes because it's like film or whatever. Mm-hmm. But all those scenes with like the green and black like computer screens and like you you taking sucking you through and stuff, man, like top notch John Gata and all other like CG and visual effects people that holds up. Yeah, like well, there wasn't that much CG comparative to the other movies. A lot of that was practical. I mean, that's when you got bullet time. That's practical. Yeah. But see, the thing, crazy thing about bullet time was like the environment like in the subway and in the trinity room and stuff mm-hmm. the entire environment was cg and yeah. i knew that like a few years after the matrix came out but like i didn't know it when i saw it i definitely didn't notice it then and then when we saw it in theaters i was like looking for it i was like i'm, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see like the doom background you know yeah. like the wolfenstein background stuff I, I can't see it maybe if i froze a frame mm-hmm. and like looked at it but man like they did a great job i mean that that's the sense where like the darkness kind of like helped the whole ambiance of things and stuff, but everything from like Hugo, Hugo weaving is like the corniest, <laughs> but it, it like fits in the story. Cause he's like, he's a computer program. He's, yeah. he's like ones and zeros literally, you know, and stuff and his whole Mr. Anderson, <laughs> you know, like, but it was so good. And then like, um, I don't know, like, uh, the impact we saw in Dolby Atmos. So like the impact of the sounds and mm-hmm. stuff, like, uh, like the horn swells, like everything, like, most people already know the Easter eggs, but like, man, seeing that, the, I didn't know it was over two hours long either. Yeah. yeah. It's never felt like that. Nope. Watching before. Like, yeah. I didn't watch it until after it came out on uh, VHS at mm-hmm. the time. And I remember seeing it after, after youth group or whatever. And us being like, what, when did this movie come out? Why yeah. haven't we, why didn't we go see this movie? Like it was so amazing at the time. The only thing I remember about the movie being in theaters is the marketing for it was what is the matrix.com. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I was a little bit too young to appreciate that guerrilla marketing. Yeah. And I wish I would have been like more receptive to it. So I would go to the website and like fo- follow all the clues and stuff. Yeah. But like, I know that's something else I noticed in the movie. Like, the ongoing theme is like, what is the Matrix? Like, though, now we know. But if you imagine yourself back in the late 90s, not ever having that movie not existing, yeah. Then you go see it. Like, the whole mystery of the movie is trying to figure out, like, what, what is this thing? And then when you finally see like the batteries. And the towers and stuff, you're like, oh my god! Yeah. Like, it, it's a little bit like uh, the old Alien movie. Mm-hmm. Like they, when it came out, they're like they're coming or something was underneath it, and like that that was the only thing that was on under the posters. Yeah, or- and it's funny. I won't call this guy out either, but we both had a professor in college. Literally, the only one that I think nobody liked. Um, <laughs> and 
in one of our classes, he used the Matrix movie as the example of like action films without substance. What? And and <laughs> I remember by the time we graduated, I was in another class with him, and he's like, I. He mentioned that he was like, in the back of that time, I used this example, which on hindsight was a bad example. I'm like, yeah, it's like you didn't even watch the movie. Like. <laughs> It's funny. I mean, like, it's almost like an obvious, like, you know, Christ-ish character. Yeah. It's like this weird. Well, and like the, uh, and the choice simi- between you know, the simulacra and simulation yeah. and stuff. Like, I, I think like the visuals were so groundbreaking mm-hmm. that some people like that's where like the just thought of that the as an action stops. movie. Yeah, because like that was another thing I watched. I like to be completely honest. I was waiting for the bullet time, like that first Trinity kick, and just yeah. be like, woo! It was cool. But I'm so desensitized to it now yeah. because that set the standard for everything after that. They were like, doing it on The Simpsons afterwards. Yeah. I remember being like, what "Oh the God!" Heck but not even that exact on? scene. Like that exact scene got. Um, it was like satirized. seeing the the Sonic, like visually seeing the Sonic rings of the bullets and like mm-hmm. yeah. that was the whoa. But see, I th- I think like the only thing I could like compare it to is maybe like if I was born like a few generations back and if I saw like the wizard of Oz, like it's a good movie. You know, the thing that didn't wow me, the color, but the people who first saw it were probably like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, cause the, the, it going from like black and white into color and mm. like being like a fully like vivid film. And so that must've been gr- like so mind blowing. The yellow brick road is yellow. And I meant like, I imagine like, <laughs> I remember gray. seeing the matrix and seeing that kick. I was like, rewind that. Cause well, I had the home release yeah. too. I was like, what, the, what just happened there? I don't know what I just saw. And now you see it literally 3000 times in one movie. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> it's cliche so, yeah. at this point. I was like looking to see if I could find Darmamo's disciples names or yeah. whatever the i couldn't find it I'm i think to it's watch. just something that they made in them for the movie i'm gonna have to watch no, i thought it was a comic thing the strange doctor strange movie plus i just like that movie yeah i know that mordo is generally like the guy that tries to bring him here no the 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 reason i think the the faceless people were from the comics is because that was an easter egg of like they didn't address them in the movie but they were like that's the thing that happened in the comics <laughs> yeah i was trying to remember what they called them now i'm gonna have to read all these like stupid clickbait articles that no. I'm reading. Actually, it, Josh found the one that I was complaining about a while back about the flicking of the <laughs> the paper football thing. I was like, I would have been less upset about seeing this. I read an entire article before arriving <laughs> it was at like that a meme. point. Yeah, it showed yeah. He got he got ready for flicking Ant-Man by playing, playing flick football with <laughs> uh, what's her face? Blue Meanie. But <laughs> well, it's funny though because like if you th- I remember people arguing because I, I saw that meme somewhere and someone arguing was like that was like five years ago did yeah. it get better over five years Jeez. <laughs> and how do you prepare to flick anyway <laughs> he's just that good all right Iron flick Man. Me. I heard Iron Man's also going to be in this like Disney plus stuff uh, I think that's all clickbait garbage really I looked at and I found another one from the same like website these websites are awful I'm not going to name them now I'm kind of like putting a, a list in the back of my head of all these names, these websites. I'm like, I'm not going to visit that one. I'm not going to visit that one. It's normally just like, yeah, it's like conjecture. Like it, people just making crap up. I mean, the mindless ones, the yeah, mindless yeah. ones. Okay. That's what, yeah. And they're, so they look a little bit different in the comics. They're like bulkier, like rock creatures, but it's mm. kind of like that. Yeah. The mindless ones. I knew it was something weird like that. When I say you said the faceless, I the said faceless. the speechless. 
Um, I wasn't too into Doctor Strange when I was long, when I was younger. I was like, that's weird. He he talked a little bit whenever uh, you either read him or even if you saw him, like he'd guessed sometimes. The, and the he, only thing I remember like him Thor from or something Spider-Man, really, the or like animated Storm. series. I think he is done this, but yeah, like if you watch Storm in the nineties, like blah 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 blah. Yeah, like that's how like he would talk, like Wand of Watum, blah blah blah. Oh yeah, like, and like oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I wish there was more stuff on Doctor Strange animated. Like, I know I can find novels and everything. You know, I can find a bunch of, you know. There's an animated movie. Yeah. I know. Did I watch that? Maybe Marvel's animated movies are hit and miss. DC's, they're pretty good usually. DC's, I haven't seen a bad one yet. But I've also only watched the ones that have been. (laughs) Just let these movie writers make an animated one. (laughs) Telling you, y'all. I don't like New Frontier. Like, I didn't like that one very much. But. Is it true that this, like, we beginning of this, we were talking about Haley Steinfeld being uh, Hawkeye in the uh, TV thing. Is, is she supposed to be, like, the start of the new Avengers? I think this can be the introduction of the young Avengers. That's the, very, yeah. the most likely thing. I wonder. I don't think that they're going to do a movie with that, though. I feel like it's just... It seems like a very unknown like, TV-worthy yeah. TV. TV. Uh, well, who knows? Movies. If the... It's supposedly Disney Plus is going to be treating these Marvel shows like their Hollywood I don't, counterparts. It's got to so. be a lot of money putting into it. I mean, I was reading the other day that the uh, the creator of Ms. Marvel, like the mm-hmm. younger Kamala, because um, they're making a Ms. Marvel show, he was worried. He's like, I don't think that you could, unless you poured a lot of money into it, You know, I don't think you could do it justice. Because mm-hmm. she's like a Mr. Fantastic kind of stretchy character. Right. And you're going to put that into a TV show? She's going to do a lot of that? And like, she's Hispanic? No, no, she's, she's Muslim. A, yeah. yeah, Muslim. Yeah, because uh, yeah, she's always depicted with I like a darker remember. skin tone. So I, I think that this is like uh, this is also where they're experimenting with a little bit, a little bit more like diverse, like mm-hmm. things like Haley Steinfeld's like Filipino, mm. you know, or at least partially Filipino, and like Ms. Marvel's like, um, uh, you know, Muslim and stuff. Like it, it's gonna be a cool space to like kind of test things out and be like, okay, people, if you want to see this, come out for it. You know, I don't know. At least the, I think the first round is gonna be wild. Yeah, like I think they they got Disney money. They're mm-hmm. gonna throw money at it. After that, they also have yeah, to hook maybe. everybody this first round. Maybe they'll yeah. spend a lot of money, like Amazon money on mm-hmm. on stuff, just to to get it to kick but it see, off. That's what's crazy. You think about like Netflix, even with Stranger Things, like mm-hmm. the second and third season, mm-hmm. like those are full fledged like Hollywood budgets, you know. And that's Netflix and Disney yeah. is like they literally own everything except for Universal. They got like, <laughs> I mean, they have a lot of money, but like that's that's a big undertaking. I mean, just mm-hmm. doing this whole this whole streaming thing. And I mean, it could go really well mm-hmm. or it could go awful. I mean, it, it just depends. I still think it's going to go pretty good I because so too. like that not only there's the Marvel stuff, we think about like all the classic Disney, all the stuff that used to be in the vault. Yeah. Like just being free, like not freely, <laughs> but like available, you know? Oh, the vault. Honestly, yeah. like all the stuff that we've seen on Hulu and Netflix from Marvel has been cool to me. So I have hopes, good high hopes. And that's, for and that's with Netflix Plus. and Hulu budgets. Right. They didn't have a Disney budget, you know? So yeah. like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was a good show to me. I like that show. If they can do anything close to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm fine mm-hmm. with it. Even like yeah. Runaways, I loved. or loved Runaways. Was great. Did you ever get to catch up on Runaways? I did not. I've actually never started Runaways because uh, that I, I don't know. Like if they're still going to try to make it in canon with MCU movies, mm-hmm. but the last season of Runaways was a very clear tie to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, they are part of his world. Like <laughs> I was like, wow, are we going to introduce this now? There's still a chance. They've kind of denounced the Netflix things, but they haven't done anything with. I don't know if they directly denounced it but 
Yeah, they kind of ignored it. I mean, they're just like, uh, these aren't going to happen anymore. Also, he's going to be Blade now. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's happened a couple times where yeah. you get like someone that's kind of like a side character that kind of. You know what's bad? It's turned to a main character like somewhere a, uh, Jessica Jones come out with a new season. Yeah, we, we, we started it, it yeah. and we never finished it because yeah, I don't even remember anything that Did I you watched. Finish Shield yet? No, no, so it's on Netflix now, and we haven't gotten back into it. Okay, well, let me know when you finish. It. Actually, we'll talk about that. Yeah, that's the only thing I actually want to watch is like the end I, of Shield. Shield is something that I, you know, I, I, I sometimes talk about like you know changing things from the comic world to to like the the movie world or television world, and that how I don't like when they drastically change things. Uh, shield, but shield is something that I like, and it's not that they drastically change people or characters; they add new ones. Yeah, and I think that that's awesome. I mean, even that's where we got like X twenty three. It was from like a cartoon, like yeah. X Men Evolution. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice that like they add all these new characters, and they actually come into like they come into a lot of these other shows, even the mm-hmm. cartoons. Like they crossed over; they had like Fitz and everybody else in oh, like really? in the Avengers Assemble cartoons. I'm a, I'm I'm a fan of creating new ca- new mutants new characters new heroes all that sometimes it, i feel like it gives the the writers creativity to be like hey this this group or this scene is missing someone that kind of might you know lighten the mood or do something or is a smart person and let's create somebody like that or you have somebody like you know i know we talked about smallville last week with chloe uh, yeah. i mean i liked she was one of my favorite characters in that entire show not the person in real life but mm-hmm. <laughs> But like she's not canon at all. Like, and I think they actually started well, bringing her into comics later. So remember in Agents of Shield that uh, we met Lincoln. Yeah, and Lincoln is not. I don't think May is May. Either, I don't think huh? May is in the comics at all. I mean, to be honest, I think that when they only when they brought in um, Coulson, even Ma- Mockingbird. Col- yeah, Coulson wasn't in. He was in the movies. That was that was and it. Now look how big of a party he played. He's in comics now, so. But see that I think like Agents of Shield, like that's one of those like good sandbox places to do that. Yeah. Like maybe not as good, like the X Men. There's already <laughs> there's already four thousand five hundred million characters there, so be like, just use them. Yeah. Use them, and then also like, be make sure there's a reason you're going to introduce somebody new if you're gonna, like if you just want to start like introducing people, like a show like Agents of Shield, like say, I know Shield's not going to continue, but if it continued mm. into like the X-Men era, yeah, that's the place to be like, hey, you got this guy that can do this. Do you like him? Okay, we're not going to talk about him. Mm. Are you going to do this? Okay, he's going to go to the movies, you know? Like, <laughs> I kind of hope with the next season, they're like, okay, we're, we were Shield or we were that kind of like weird in between Shield. Now Shield still exists because mm-hmm. you got Fury and everybody else, but yeah. we're kind of like, we're going to end this portion. Mm-hmm. I would love I to see Iceman that. come back. Iceman Ice played such a big role in like the beginning of Marvel's X-Men. Oh, the X-Men. So if they do roll out mutants again, I would mm-hmm. love to see a, uh, an Iceman come back. I really hope that they do start out with, you know, the original the OG characters. That'd be sick. Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea how, how much angel was a part of all that too. Mm-hmm. From so the beginning. He was the very first team. Yeah. It's funny because, like, as much as I love Storm, like she wasn't, she wasn't in that original lineup, mm. you know. Yeah, she was. Yeah, her and Wolverine and Colossus, uh, that's and all. Warpath and all came out. Uh, I think uh, Giant Size number one. Yeah. They had actually, I think it had been almost like ten years that X Men had just been like, uh, they were just like re-releasing the older comics, mm. and so like the X Men didn't have anything for like that long, and they're like, hey, what about this? They never. Boom. They got like a, um, what do you call it? facelift. Yeah, Almost things like have changed, but like there was the new characters were on the front. Sorry, smack the mic. <laughs> the new characters were on the front. So you're like, oh, who's this? Yeah, things are. I think the outfits were still a little close to the old stuff, but yeah. 
and how many renditions of the outfits too like we we have all kinds of years of different costumes yeah Yeah. wolverine went through plenty so did all all of them did actually i don't know why all this reminded me of this but and i forget if you're the one that posted the meme or i saw it somewhere else but had like gene gray and storm talking to each other and storm is like professor xavier we can't keep working non-stop it's just too tiresome and then gene's like just pass out like i do <laughs> they all started passing out because she's like because she, she's like oh gene always passes out and i think someone has storm and storm's like just pass out <laughs> that's hilarious and storm's passed out uh, <laughs> it's great i don't think i posted it but i saw it uh, that's funny <laughs> just pass out like was it, was it the screen rant thing where they called it the gene gasms? Oh, yeah. <laughs> gene. Gene. Yeah, just, oh. like constant. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly. God. How many times she had to do that? That's yeah, so right. weird. I would really love another animated series of any any of those comics. I would, st- I would love another X-Men animated series. I don't. Uh, the last one, I think, was... Uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, which is only one season. It was really good. I mean, I think the, the X-Men 92 and then that one is probably the best. Uh, Evolution's a little funky. I'm not sure. They tried I mean, to make it like high school. We've watched weird. like all of the uh, Avengers anime versions. Yeah. No, X-Men anime. X-Men anime. Oh, yeah. And they, those were awesome. That was really good. It's really like, slow going. American audiences wouldn't like it. No, it's mm. like, yeah, it's a Eastern audience for sure. Because well, it, it it delves into like psychological issues between characters and stuff like that. You know, it's basically what Ang Lee did with Hulk. Yeah. But that was the first time <laughs> I got to see uh, the nano suit that oh. Tony wears. Yeah. Nemesis. Oh, yeah. Then there was the Iron Man anime. Yeah. Yeah. That one was, that's very anime. Like that movie. And you're like, yeah. It's good, but it was weird. It was so all like bubbly and drippy and there's weird. a lot of <laughs> things going on in that. Yeah. But it's just funny. Like I love when you see that line, they cross the line be- between comics into cartoon or cartoon into movies. I love that. Seeing it come to life. It's mm-hmm. so awesome. Wanna see more of it, damn it. <laughs> I want more X Men. I'm so relishing this Marvel break right now. Because I love Marvel's cinematic universe. But then being like, no, another movie till May. I'm like, oh, thank it's you. so thank weird you. though. Like, yeah. you figure there's one coming out in like November or something because yeah, that's normally like Thor would come out in November. Or I think something. they're trying not to take the heat away from Disney Plus. Yeah, when's that start? November. December. Does it start in November? I think it's like no. I think like earlier, like sometime in November. Which is funny. Everybody's doing that. That must be like a TV season thing because uh, Apple. To, I have the day of filming. Apple did their keynote this morning, and mm. they're like Apple TV Plus. I think oh, that's gosh. correct. Is releasing November first. You know, I was just T-Mobile thinking has one. about that uh, as you were <clears throat> speaking before you even had said that. I was like, you know, what Disney should come out with is their own fucking Roku or like the Apple TV, except it's Disney whatever. Because like that's the only thing they don't I have. Think, I think they're decentralizing um, hardware though. Yeah. So like, so it could just even this morning Apple announced Apple TV won't be necessarily just a box anymore. So mm-hmm. like. It'll be on your phone. It'll be on your desktop. Like the new Mac OS update that is not going to work with any of our music software. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, one of the updates is like the Apple TV is built into the computer. Yeah. So I think they'll still have the set-top boxes. Yeah. But I think they're understanding like people have PlayStations. They have That's Roku's weird. and yeah, Amazon sticks and stuff. You know? Yeah. We're kind of going away from like the, the Chromecast sticks and boxes of both... Apple and Roku to well, more built into TV now. Yeah, but they're still doing laptops. it, but they're just like not faithful to any one brand. So it'll just be an app. Yeah. Probably. I'm just saying that stuff's yeah. kind of being phased, not phased out, but it seems like 
we're in the mid- middle stage of all but, that. Because how long ago did Roku and Apple TV and Chromecast, all these like little dongles? I started using Chromecast probably four or five years ago. I used a Roku like, I want to say like 15 years ago. Oh, yeah? Maybe something like that. Yeah. Like, so these are like su- getting old. These ideas are getting but, old. The Apple TV, I think the one thing that they're besides just being like part of like the environment, the the other environment yeah, of yeah. Apple is that uh, it's it can play games, mm. and they have very specific games for the Apple TV that like Roku couldn't play or whatever, and so I think they'll like not rely on it, but be like here's the one like big advantage if you like these high def games mm. like from Apple, and now they have like the subscription service for that too, you know. <laughs> Welcome to Yellow Spandex yeah. Tech News, right. where we don't know about that either. Yeah. <laughs> We're casuals on everything. <laughs> but uh, We just like talking. Yeah. Where have we been going? We've should been going we kind of wild. We should wrap it up. Cool. Well, uh, this was another smattering of things. A little bit more focused than we normally are. Yeah. <laughs> it's still just like a. we're very interested to see the glimpse of what this future will hold for all the stuff that mm-hmm. we are nerds uh, about, you know, for. Mm-hmm. And uh, this whole episode is basically that is like, you know, what's coming. Well, and we are in this what like, to see interesting period right now where everything's um, in transition. Yeah. So like Marvel's in transition, DC's in transition, Mortal Kombat's in transition. Like all these different Star Wars, all, all these everything's in transition yeah. to yeah. things. And actually, this is kind of a tangent. Kind of has to do with it. Some of you who watched our live stream this past week saw like so I'm a. Not on my birthday, but like a follow-up day when we're hanging out with a friend Ruth Ann. Uh, random story. TLDR, uh, we got to have some drinks to hang out with uh, Magic Johnson's son, EJ. Oh, crazy. Who's an actor. Yeah. Who's fabulous, by the way. Like, energy is beautiful. Um, he's an actor. He was very humble that day. He was he was like, oh, I'm an actor. He's like the star of like 12 reality shows. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, and the belligerent drunk Rod is the one that had to get out of him that he was Magic Johnson's son. But, like, he was like, I'm acting. It's like, well, what would you like to do? And he's like, I'm really into, like, horror and, like, sci-fi and stuff. And I was like, man, what a time because so many new things are happening. I don't know. You could be an Eternal. Who knows? You know, like, like and he was like, Mortal Kombat, I like, Katana's my main. I'm like, we're going to be soulmates. Like, and I was like, did you know they're filming in Australia? He's like, no. I was like, get your, get your agent on that. Like, you don't know. who you could, you could be somebody in there. You know, you don't know. Like, everything's restarting. There's, right. like, there was a while where, like, could we be in an MCU thing? There's there's a couple new people. Like Brie Larson is probably the biggest like new addition. Newer ones. But like everyone else is pretty set in stone. Yeah. You know? I mean, you got her and Tom Holland. That was probably about it. Yeah. And that was like at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a couple smatterings of new people throughout. But like as far as like main characters and stuff, it was just them. And then like, uh, but now it could be anybody. Yeah. Especially with the way they work. There's like maybe one or two like AAA names and stuff, right. but like if you got the chops and you fit that character, you could be the next whatever. I don't know the characters they're going to bring out of like mm. you know uh, from the the deep cuts and stuff, but you could be that. Yeah, I would love know? to see new faces. That'd be great. If you go back, like if you could, if you find old articles before the first Thor movie came out and see how everyone was telling them that they were making a huge mistake by having an unknown Chris Hemsworth instead of his brother Liam play Thor. He's like, oh, that didn't age well, you know, because now nobody can like unsee. Yeah, he ran for it first, and then his brother just kind of accidentally got into it. And yeah, 
Bye bye. Put on, <laughs> like, put on some major weight for that too. Yeah, muscle mass. Well, that dude still looks like he keeps that muscle well. Yeah, like he looks like he doesn't lose it as quickly as say like uh, Chris Evans said. Like he would bulk up as much as he possibly can and then do most of the big bull, like muscle shots at the mm-hmm. beginning of the film. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like by the end, like you just don't. You're too tired. You're not yeah. eating well. Like, yeah. but that's another name is Chris Evans, man. Up until. Uh, Captain America, I think at least for most of us in our heads, we pictured it like not another teen movie for Chris and like Fantastic Four, maybe. I mean, he had cellular. I mean, there's there's a bunch of other ones that he was, but doing. like not like Captain America level. Yeah, know? I like, mean, he's, like, he definitely transcended. Like that. I don't, I don't think, like I don't think there was like a role that everybody like knew him. You know, there's some people that are so larger in life. Like Sam Jackson is Sam Jackson. Yeah, even yeah. if he's Nick Fury and so is Morgan Freeman and stuff. But I don't think anybody was like, oh yeah, that Chris Evans dude. But like now he's like. He's doing that Knives Out movie. Yep, Think, like Looks he, good. Can, he can do anything because he's now he's now he's Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. He's like, like he's <laughs> trained over the span of the whole you know onslaught of Marvel movies. He's trained in like combat and mm-hmm. doing stunts and everything. Now, like any production that has a role like that would would die to have Chris Evans because he's he's mm-hmm. on it right now. He, he's got all that stuff in his head right now. But see, that's the thing that like the MCU and these like successful properties are able to do. They're like, we have a good story, so the actors have to be good actors before being well-known, well-known names. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you're great and you fit a character and you're trying to get out there, like now more than ever is the time to like get yourself. I'm not a casting agent, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. But it feels like in the air, everything's restarting. So if you're looking for your window, like this is it. Because mm-hmm. everything's starting over. Like every property is restarting right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no excuse. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's your little TED talk from Neil <laughs> Spandex. I go out there. Do, do it. I think that's how we started this too. Yeah. It was like X Men, do it, anyway. do it, just do it, just, <laughs> just wait. That's Nike. <laughs> it's okay. Do just, it, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you don't know us already, Vince and I are in a band called RKVC. You can check out all our music on Spotify and Apple Music and all the stuff everywhere it's at. Are you still doing your YouTube? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Slow going. Check out Band's Life. A Band's Life. Good stuff. We're on there too. That's right. Yeah, leave a comment rating. Yeah, keep commenting, guys. I love seeing the comments. It's fun. Uh, every week, I try to remember to read the comments. There's this one That's guy right. that comments every single, almost every single <laughs> yep. video, and uh, he's got some pretty valid points. And he and it, it's, I almost want to just like have him on one time just to have like a fourth voice going on because it seems like uh, I just put him on like a little tablet, like a little face robot <laughs> face over here. He's he's definitely <laughs> interested enough to to chime in on these things. So we appreciate you we appreciate all the comments really but make sure you review it if you can on, on podbean or whatever and or apple apple is the biggest one apple yeah yeah apple and, um, i hope you guys are enjoying this and uh we will catch you next week on yellow spandex see you